Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, May the 25th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, day of Pentecost Sunday, and on the Thursday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the New Testament letter passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read verses 3b to verse 13. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3b to verse 13. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by the one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. This is the Word of God for us. We've mentioned this before on When I Rise, but the Roman culture was a selfie culture. Uh, I guess we put it that way. Uh, Scott McKnight, who's a New Testament theologian, had this great little nugget in his book, uh, Pastor Paul, where he talked about how the way of Rome was the cursus honorum, like the way of honor. You're trying to get a statue in your image in the capital city, and you'd fight for it. Like you would try to be distinguished from the rest, right? You would practice in private. You would. Uh, if you had like some sort of an act or if you had a speech, you would take it to the, like the lower stages to perfect it. And then you would want to bear it upon some of the big cities like Rome itself or Athens or Ephesus. One of the ones in which you could garner support, get patronage and uh, ultimately make a name for yourself. Right. And so that type of sentiment seems to be creeping into the Corinthian church. Uh, the city of Corinth was a place that you wanted to live. It kind of reminds me of maybe a, like a big bustling suburb in one of our cities in America that has attracted young people maybe because of tech jobs or because uh, there's this like innovation happening and it's drawing this great talent from all over the country to come live in one spot right and so it's probably it was probably a, a very a provocative place to live it was probably uh, one that was exciting and inspiring but it's also probably very competitive uh, filled with competition and uh, valor and always probably looking over your shoulder and in finding ways to distinguish yourself from the rest. And so that sentiment was carried into the church and one way in which you could set yourself apart um, is to be more spiritually gifted uh, than other people around you. And it seems like that's, this is what's going on. Another place in this section of 1 Corinthians, Paul's talking about orderly worship and his, his main agenda is unity. I mean, that's been the, the 
agenda of the whole book. It started very early on, and now this seems to be just the next uh, phase of the orchestra, this next movement. It talks about even in orderly worship, we need to be all one, right? There seems to be this sense where people were ranking spiritual gifts, like if they had these, they were more gifted than others. And so Paul is just with painstaking detail. I mean, we just recognize the rhythm in our passage this morning. He's talking about these this you know, diversity of gifts, nine of them here. He says that, you know, they're used for the common good, but they all come from the one spirit. You know, and he starts it off at the very beginning of the chain and the end of the chain. He's like, you can't say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And when we come into the Christian life, um, we are given the one spirit to drink. And all these diversity of gifts, they're given by the one spirit. And it's built to, and these are used, these are activated to build up the one body of Christ. Uh, we have this great tapestry of spiritual gifts in the New Testament. Uh, there's a couple different lists. There's one in Romans 12 before this. There's one here in 1 Corinthians 12. There's also some, some in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, and then there's some um, in the uh, Catholic letters as well. And so you got this like sense where the church expected to be gifted, right? Um, they knew that somehow they got this endowment of power, you know, so that be beyond themselves. Uh, but the stress for the body of Christ, at least under Paul's watch, was, was going to be uh, this is used for the common good. And what he uses here, and I love how the NRSV, which I read this morning, uh, shows like th- these these are things that are activated within believers. Uh, other translations call them manifestations. And so there's a sense where uh, someone might use one of these gifts at one point in worship, but they may not always. And uh, another person might use that gift instead of them, or they uh, might, you know, get uh, activated in some other gifts down the road. So these are the manifestations of the Spirit for the common good to build up the whole body of Christ, right? So as we linger on the day of Pentecost, this should be one of the things that we dwell on. And because one of the unfortunate things we see in the modern application of spiritual gifts, we still see this competition. We still see this way in which people use gifts to find a unique platform for themselves. Um, But the day of Pentecost was a, a movement of great unity. All these diversity of tongues gathered in Jerusalem, hearing the same message in the diversity, right? But they're all the one body of Christ. And so here Paul's like staying on message. He's saying, this is meant to build up the body of Christ. So what does that mean for us today? I think um, I think he's this image from Lynn Sweet. Uh, he's one of these uh, great authors and thinkers in the American church. Of course, he can go any uh, other places, but he seems to be a stateside for the most part uh, these days. But he's got this cool entry into his office. And I think I've probably shared about it before. So it might be familiar to some of us. But he like cut the the top of the door low, right? So he actually like made it to where you have to kind of duck your head as you walk into the door. But he also put a step at the entry of the door. So you have to step up and you have to kneel at the same time. And it was just simply an embodied posture that he wants to take as he studies, as he writes, and as he prepares to address the church. And he needs to step up in spiritual empowerment because the Spirit has given him gifts and he shouldn't be ashamed of his gifts. But he has to be humble with those gifts. He has to lower himself uh, so that he can build up the body of Christ, not just for his own platform, but so that the body of Christ would flourish. And I think that's what the equation is for us too. I think some of us struggle with spiritual gifts because we don't want to somehow put the um, put the emphasis on us. We don't want to be noticed, right? Um, but what a shame because this is a dimension of the Christian life that we need to get in touch with, right? But as we get in touch with it, we have to keep in mind that this is for the building up of the whole body. And so I hope that as you and I discover our gifts, as people uh, acknowledge them within us, and as we get to try them out, 
uh, we would see that we're growing in humility and growing in service and growing in unity as we do so. So with those things in mind, let's pray to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you gave the Spirit to the church, that it empowers us, that he launches us into mission, that he also allows us to realize our identity, and that we get to be spirited people, those who are gifted like Christ was, and do the work of ministry in the earth in Christ's name and in Christ's ways. God, we uh, reach out to you and we ask that you would activate those gifts. We also ask and we plead humbly that you would give us the great lowliness, the great humility that's required to steward these gifts in Jesus's name and for Jesus's sake. And so I just pray for all my friends this morning that we would sense a stirring within our souls, that there'd be confirmation from friends and family members within the church that remind us of how we're gifted and why we are called and why we are created. I pray as we get those opportunities that we'd see the church grow and flourish that we would see lives change because of how you've gifted us. So we ask that you allow your kingdom to be birthed within us and through us for the sake of the church today and for the sake of the world. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.